0: What's up guys my take radio episode 284 presented by RageWorks. works our caller number as always 347-324-3541 again that caller number 347-324-3541 if this is your first time tuning in my take radio is a variety show covering mixed martial arts professional wrestling gaming and entertainment As always, listener and viewer discretion is advised due to strong language. Our MMA and wrestling shows air live every Wednesday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. And our gaming and entertainment editions air every Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. For those of you just tuning in, you can listen live and watch the live stream via mtrlive.com or gfqlive.tv. You can also use our call-in number and not press option 1, and you can hear the phone that way as well. If you are on a mobile device, you can use uh, the Mixler app available for Android and iOS devices to listen to the show in progress live on your Android or iOS device as well. Archived episodes of the show are available on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and of course on RageWorks.net. Video archives are available on YouTube via our two YouTube channels, MyTakeRadioTV and official RageWorks. All right, so... For those of you that missed the MMA and wrestling edition, we did have some housekeeping to get out of the way, which of course I got to make sure for those that tune into this edition are on the same page. Well, first thing obviously is the lack of content from rageworks.net since roughly late Friday to early earlier this week, uh, primarily because we've been experiencing a ton of issues. So there's been a lot of uh, back and forth between myself, the hosting company, Plugin developers, theme developers—it's it, just been a cavalcade of mayhem. But we are getting through it, and we are starting to put content out. Um, I got a couple of reviews heading your way for a couple of products. Um, our our latest contest is up. If you want to win the Flintstones and WWE uh, DVD Blu-ray combo pack, you can check out the contest on RageWorks.net. We also pinned it on our Facebook fan page. The rules are very simple. Take the quiz, let us know what superstar you get along with the contest hashtag, include it in the Facebook post, and we will pick one winner randomly this Sunday after WrestleMania. So if you're interested in participating and are a wrestling fan or you want to pick it up for your kids, feel free to check out the contest on rageworks.net. It is in effect until after WrestleMania this Sunday slash early Monday morning. And we will announce the winner on Monday. And, of course, the DVD Blu-ray will be sent out to the winner. So figure we get that out of the way. With regards to the beta testing for the forum, as I mentioned last week, uh, the one application that we were going to use did not work as well as we had hoped. So we are going back to the drawing board. For those that suggested trying out a Facebook group, I'm really just trying to move away from relying on ancillary services to deliver our content. Don't get me wrong. Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, all great tools, all great ways for us to get our message out there. But at the end of the day, what matters most is what's on RageWorks.net. First and foremost, everything else is just a vehicle to interact with you guys. So I'd rather build the site and make it better for you guys to interact with us and interact with the content than continue to leverage all these other platforms. Now, don't get me wrong. We are going to continue, obviously, using social media since it is a great way to engage with all of our listeners and readers. Of course, that will never change, but we do want to reinforce and build the brand that is Rageworks, and that requires a lot of work and a lot of investment into Rageworks.net versus putting all our eggs in the proverbial social media basket. So for those of you that are curious about that progress, that is where we're at. Also, I mentioned yesterday that we are revisiting Patreon. We're going to definitely be a little bit more aggressive with it. Um, I think I have an approach and a strategy that's going to work, and we're going to focus more on building milestones with being, that being the primary focus and not so much focusing our energies on the rewards. Don't get me wrong. There's always going to be rewards, you know, on-air thank yous, uh, on, uh, you know, post-show credits, whatever the case may be. That will always exist, but... I do feel that milestones are the name of the game, especially for those of you that have been with us since day one. There are certain things I know many of you have asked for and would like to see, you know, daily shows, other content, etc. And I think that's where we're going to go with Patreon. While I'm on the subject of shows, the last last week's MMA and um, wrestling show, as well as the gaming and entertainment show, saw... An incredible amount of download numbers. So, I definitely want to thank all the new listeners that have come on board. We are looking at a, uh, another record breaking month of downloads for My Take Radio, and I'm very grateful for those of you that have joined us on this crazy ride. Of course, checking out all our other shows Black is the New Black, The Buried Show, MTR in 60, plus our interview series, MTR Beyond, Beyond the Mic and MTR Behind the Mic. Um, on the subject of Black is the New Black, Ben. And Taylor do have a new episode heading your way. I just have to edit it, which I will be doing after we wrap up this evening show. So be on the lookout for that as well. We are still in progress in trying to make the um, My Take Radio app free for all listeners. <clears throat> Excuse me, for all listeners, but it's a bit of a lengthy process, and there's a lot of moving parts in order to make that happen. But that is one of our goals. Uh, before the summer of 2015, is to ensure that the Radio app is free for everyone. Once that is finalized, of course, there will be a big announcement and fireworks and all the typical bullshit as well. All right, so on deck tonight, we got a lot of gaming news. We're going to talk about some new updates for Xbox One and PlayStation 4. I do want to discuss YouTube's possible entry into game streaming uh, to compete against Twitch, which actually suffered an attack earlier this week that forced everybody to... Uh, change all their passwords. So definitely uh, very interesting news out of the Google camp. I also want to get into some of the entertainment news of the week, especially uh, the latest round of casting rumors, including the possibility of seeing Captain Marvel in Avengers Age of Ultron. How true is that? That remains to be seen. That and, of course, so much more. As always, if you want to participate, 347 324 three five four one is the number to call otherwise you can participate via mtrlive.com or gfqlive.tv that has a chat room on the page and you guys can participate that way i do try to interact with the chat throughout the show as well all right so with that said let's get this ball rolling and jump into the week's gaming news because there's lots to cover all right so First things first, and this is one of the things that, like I said, I wanted to kind of open up with. So for those of you that are Twitch users, um, especially uh, those of you that are seasoned Twitch users, I am a, uh, a definitely a novice in the Twitch department for a couple of reasons. Number one, of course, being just uh, the lack of time that allows me to stream like I used to do in the old days. But we're going to try and do more stuff on the Rageworks streaming side of things now that we got some new hardware to facilitate that it should be something that is easier to do so be on the lookout for that but with uh twitch's latest incident obviously many people were forced to change their passwords i mean this seems to be the trend on a lot of major services from facebook to twitter uh twitch is the newest one to fall victim to that and um the thing about it is it's not it's not that big of a deal but we're starting to see that becoming a trend so if you are a twitch user do yourself a favor. Go on there real quick. Change your password just because things can go south very, very quickly, which leads me into what's been happening on the YouTube side of things as YouTube originally was uh, supposed to acquire Twitch and they did not. But it looks like they will be putting out their own service to compete with Twitch, which leads me to something very interesting. And that is the fact that Google and YouTube are continuing to find ways to harness every facet of. Of entertainment from uh, tablets to set-top boxes to the Chromecast. Now we're getting into video game streaming. Of course, on YouTube now we can do live streaming via YouTube Live or Google Hangouts on Air, which we're going to be testing in the coming weeks. But jumping into the, the the game streaming category is actually a very, very big deal because those of you that obviously follow social media and are very well-versed on just internet in general will know that Google is the number 1 search engine in the world with with YouTube considered number 2. Now with that said, by them acquiring or launching a game streaming platform, you are now effectively delivering, you know, a three-way a three-way um a three-way media machine. The re- the way I see it, right now you have search, you have video and then you're going to capture streaming and every aspect associated with that, which of course many people are going to jump on for the sake of getting Google juice, which again, many people don't understand the logistics in, in things like Google plus and using all this stuff. But at the end of the day, if you have your brands or your blogs or whatever medium you choose, uh, leveraged across all these platforms, Google is always going to gravitate towards giving you results from its services before it, it leads you to others and that's that's pretty much the name of the game. I'm curious to see what kind of an offering they're going to have, uh what the streaming is going to be, what the resolution is going to be. The fact is that and th- and this is something that has been happening with Twitch. Twitch is starting to become so mainstream now that it's not just leading leading everybody to stream their games, but it's also leading to a huge huge demand for independent content. And of course, if you're Google and YouTube That is a big no, no. If anybody wants to harness uh, brand new content, original content to to feed the masses, it's got to come from YouTube. I mean, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon are all doing that on a larger scale. But when it comes to smaller scale production and getting your voice heard, you know that Google is not going to let anybody else play in their sandbox. Now, like I said, for us, like anything else, it's always it's like any other service. We definitely want to check it out. Um, We're hearing uh, 1080p native streaming, unlimited time, uh, live editing, in-game chat, all all the fun bells and whistles that many of us have seen with Twitch, but of course with a bit of that Google flavor in there for good measure. But as of right now, it is only something that is in the works. There's no launch date as of yet, but I'm sure that before 2015 closes, we may see that, especially when you can actually integrate it natively into playstation 4 and xbox one i mean you can do that already but it seems that microsoft and google have gotten very very close over the last couple of months especially with a lot of the android stuff so i wouldn't be surprised if uh, google launches or makes that option available to xbox one and windows owners so again Be on the lookout for that. We're going to be monitoring. We're going to be monitoring that story very, very closely. And of course, once we hear something, we will share it with you guys. Now, fresh off the heels off of yesterday's wrestling show. I did want to say that WWE 2K15 has outsold WWE 2K14 by a very, very heavy margin, which is good news, but it's also uh, not surprising considering that we were making the jump into the next gen console era with this game, but the funny thing was that WWE 2K14 did not sell as much as WWE 2K13. So, uh, very, very interesting stat that came out of there that 2K14 barely, and, and well, correction, actually lagged behind uh, sales versus 2K13. Now, uh, there is a rumor that we will be seeing an announcement regarding WWE 2K16 at E3 in June Don't quote me on it as of right now. That's a rumor, so take that with a grain of salt. But again, here's the thing. WWE 2K13 was an incredible game, and many people felt, myself included, that WWE 2K14 kind of regressed in terms of just features and options and benefits and all this really, really cool shit. Now, WWE 2K15, like I said, I gave it a pass in certain areas because it was the first jump into you know, next-gen gaming with the Xbox One and PlayStation 4. But I will say this, the 2K16 version of the game definitely it will not will not get a pass if it's lacking in any areas or if it removes any game modes that are fan favorites. That's one of the things that really bummed a lot of people out. Overall, 2K15 was a solid game. You can check out our review on RageWorks.net. Myself as well as Jay Santi both reviewed the game, and we each have differing opinions, but... Again, at the end of the day, it comes down to what makes you guys comfortable, but if you're on the fence about it, definitely it's definitely been going down in price, so check out the review on Rageworks.net if you want to pick that up. Alright, so, for those of you that are playing Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, there is a new DLC pack heading your way on March 31st, that is Ascendance, it will be available for Xbox One and Xbox 360, new multiplayer maps, um, the Energy Light Machine Gun Shotgun Hybrid, the OHM werewolf custom variant you're getting the new evo grapple ability and also you're going to get a new set of map packs including perplex site 244 climate chop shop those are going to be the maps accessible so if you are if you still own that game or if the game is collecting dust in a corner and you want to jump into some brand new maps march 31st is your target date as that DLC will be available for both Xbox 1 and Xbox 360 now, the last two weeks, it's been a big, big, big news news day for Mortal Kombat. As we know that Mortal Kombat X has been dropping trailers left and right. We know that Jason Voorhees is coming to the game, which I reported weeks ago. Uh, the new announcement of the Predator, which I also mentioned as well, heading your way. That's another thing that I mentioned. Plus, you're going to be getting two other characters, Tanya and Tremor. Tremor was a uh, community-created character who's making his way into the game tanya of course you've seen in previous installments now all these characters will be available in the combat pack so you can either purchase the combat pack for 30 bucks or you can buy one of the special editions of the game and you will get the combat pack included ah thank you slick just told me that uh tremors from the uh deadly alliance offshoot game i totally forgot about that game holy shit thank you for that slick uh, once again, if you do want to pick up the combat pack, like I said, it's $29.99. You're getting the samurai skin pack, all the characters I just mentioned, like, and you're also getting a horror pack for Vampirus uh, Melina, excuse me, uh, Kraken Reptile, and Pharaoh Ermac. Of course, the playable character will be Jason. The classic pack has uh, Tanya, classic skins for Kano, Sonya, and Liu Kang. The Predator and Prey pack will have the Predator, You're going to get Commando, Johnny Cage, Infrared Scorpion, and a Carl Weather skin for Jax. Very, very cool. And last but not least, of course, classic pack number two, you're getting Tremor and classic skins for Quan Chi, Jax, and Kung Lao. Of course, Mortal Kombat X hits retailers and all consoles on April 14th. Um, For those of you that are still on the PS3 and Xbox 360, unfortunately, you will have to wait till June 30th to pick up that version. But Xbox One, PC, and PlayStation 4 will be able to get their hands on the game on April 14th. Now, as I said, you're either going to shell out the 30 bucks for the combat pack or you're going to buy one of the special editions. I actually changed my pre-order. I did pre-order the game, because that's what happens. Um, but I pre-ordered I pre-ordered it because I wanted Goro first. But then with the additions of Jason Voorhees and the Predator. I just changed it to one of the higher tier versions of the game to get those characters. Now, of course, you can always wait until an ultimate edition of the game comes out and you can get all those characters and not shell out any money. But I'm actually really excited for Mortal Kombat X. I like all the characters that are there. I like the the DLC characters. Obviously, playing as the Predator is really cool. Playing as Jason Voorhees is, is awesome as well. And um, it's something that I've been looking forward to since it was announced and the rumors were circulating. But, you know, again, that's just that's just my take on it. If you are, like I said, interested in picking it up again, it'll run you fifty nine ninety nine for the standard edition and then limited edition start at the ninety nine dollar skew all the way up. I think one of the ultimate editions actually comes with a really nice statue and, um, you know, it's something that you guys may want to check out. For, for those of you that own PlayStation 4, you know that a brand new uh, update dropped earlier today. That is the Yukimura update, which many people were excited about because it was going to allow for suspend and resume on nearly all PlayStation 4 titles. Now you're going to wait. Now you don't have to wait for the games to load, and you'll be able to jump into the game very quickly by putting your PS4 in rest mode and then quickly resume the game from where you left off just by pressing the PlayStation button on the DualShock 4 controller. I know a lot of people were really excited about that option. I haven't tested it out yet. I actually was going to download the update after we wrap up the show today, but I'm looking forward to checking that out because, again, you know, the Suspend and Resume, some of us actually do a little running around. Sometimes we leave our systems on. Not something I recommend often, but the Suspend and Resume feature is definitely nice. The other thing that will be in this update will be Backup and Restore. For the hard disk drive to an external usb drive meaning that you can actually back up and restore the hard disk from an external usb drive i know many of you have jumped into the uh hard drive update bandwagon i know a couple of guys that have done some nice upgrades already so to make it a little easier they are allowing you to back up the and restore the hard disk from an external usb drive of course that data would include all your settings save data screenshots video clips all the games, patches, and download data. So, if you are looking to make an upgrade to your PlayStation 4 hard drive, definitely make sure that Yukimura Update is officially downloaded. The other option, of course, is more from a friend's perspective. Find and connect with friends is going to search now through your Facebook account and find other friends that are on PlayStation 4 that have those accounts and obviously will suggest them. No different than any other uh, social update, except now it is heading To your console um the thing the thing that gets me with this is that while i understand obviously that it's social and it's a good suggestion you know it's a good suggestion to see which of your facebook friends have the playstation 4 and which don't but let's be realistic if you actually talk to the fucking people on your friends list you kind of are gonna know that they do have a playstation 4 (laughs) it's 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 no it's no easier than that but the same thing also is being released on the Xbox One. So, of course, this is a very, very big social push for both systems. The other thing that is going to be on the Yukimura update will be the earned trophies and trophy list enhancements. So you'll be able, of course, to share all your usual trophy stuff either via Facebook, Twitter, or via message by pressing the share button. So if you want to share that platinum trophy with everybody on your friends list or or you know to the general public on Twitter you'll be able to do that with the share button. Of course, last but not least, they're adding improved and expanded accessibility options. Uh, You're going to be able to customize the entire user experience. You're going to have the 60 frames per second update for both remote play and share play and automatic installation of system software updates, meaning you don't have to wait to turn your system on and initialize the update and sit there staring at your screen for 20 minutes. If the updates are important and you're, playstation 4 console is in rest mode it will download and install those updates automatically the other enhancement that was added was the sub account upgrade that means that players 18 years of age or older with sub accounts will be able to upgrade to a master account directly on the playstation 4 system removing the restrictions on chat and enabling users to add funds to their wallet as well as purchase content and all the other features The other one that gets me, and this I I already saw a lot of the uh, gaming journalists clamoring for this particular feature. This feature is verified accounts, meaning that your account will be verified if you are considered a game industry professional, and this includes developers, producers, designers, and community managers. They will get a badge that will make their account verified. Nowhere on that list does it say, uh, WordPress, WordPress blog owner or Tumblr blog owner or guy that shares video game screenshots on Instagram or YouTube, quasi-YouTube celebrities. None of that. Again, verified accounts, game industry professionals. That means developers, producers, designers, and community managers. Not the guy that owns PlayStationScreenshots.com. Not that guy. So if you're, if you're one of the many that are part of the gaming journalism community and are jumping on social media to ask for a verified badge, you are fucking stupid. That's not what it's for. Same thing with the people on Facebook who get verified Facebook accounts. Unless you're a celebrity or got deep pockets or the, or, or the, the general public knows who you are, nobody gives a shit. Simple as that. Um, The other update, of course, Dailymotion.com is going to be added, so you'll be able to upload video clips directly to Dailymotion via the share button. We actually do have a Dailymotion account, I think, for either Rageworks or MyTakeRadio. I think I need to research that just to see if we're leveraging that particular video outlet correctly. If we don't, then we got to set that shit up. If we do, I'll make sure to share a link For you guys to check it out. If you use daily motion. So there you have it guys. Uh, Nice set of updates for the PlayStation 4 on the Xbox One. If you're part of the preview program. They actually added a couple of features. Um, I'm actually part of the preview program. I rarely test out any of the features. But they actually got some good ones this time. Including voice messages. Which was obviously one of the number one requests. That everybody requested. So that will be added. It is currently in the preview update. So if you are Um, one of the many that have access to it, you'll be able to check that out. Also designated servers for party chat were also added. I expect those two features to roll out to the general public within the next few months. But again, if you're interested in testing out voice messages or dedicated servers for party chat, then make sure to check out the April update for your Xbox One. You usually get a message in your inbox letting you know that that update is available for download. So be on the lookout for that as well while we are on the sub on the subject of xbox i definitely got to tell you guys about the brand new set of games hitting xbox live gold subscribers um you're going to get child of light and pool nation effects for free in april um you're also getting uh, from april 1st to the 15th you're getting gears of war judgment and terraria which is going to be free on xbox 360 and then from april 16th to the 31st You're going to pick up Assassin's Creed 4, Black Flag, and Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel. Um, Of course, if you've missed out on Assassin's Creed, I definitely enjoyed Black Flag. I hated the ending, but don't let that be a factor in you not playing a game that is essentially free. I did want to pick up Army of Two a while back, so I'm glad I waited on it because it is available free from April 16th to the 31st. So again, to recap, for those of you on Xbox One, you're getting Child of Light and pool nation effects free the entire month from april 15th from april 1st to the 15th you're getting gears of war judgment and terraria from april 16th to the 31st you're getting assassin's creed 4 black flag and army of two the devil's cartel so again if you've been on the fence about xbox live gold definitely pick it up there's a lot of great free stuff every month playstation plus as well lots of free games usually within the first couple of months um, you will definitely make back what you spent just because of the free games that they're giving out. I did want to let you guys know that I did sign up for that. um, The updated Best Buy Gamers Club program, which used to run for $99. I actually picked it up for the 30 bucks and it is 100% true. Any game that you buy gets 20% right off the bat. This includes new games, pre-owned games, and they sent me a nice uh, set of coupons that you can use, you know, one-time use only coupons as well. Again, it was thirty bucks for two years, so knocking twenty percent off any game I purchase is a uh, is a very very nice incentive. I gotta I gotta definitely admit that. All right, so last bit of gaming news, and I did I did want to bring Slick on briefly. Last bit of gaming news is um we talked about in February that The Legend of Zelda was going to be getting a TV series, uh, well a, a series on Netflix. Well. The Wall Street Journal reported the story, everybody was in a tizzy about it, and Satoru Iwata actually did an interview recently and he told Time Magazine that the Wall Street Journal got its facts mixed up on the possible series. He said, "As of right now, I have nothing new to share with you in regard to the use of our IPs for any TV shows or films. But I can at least confirm that the article in question is not based on correct is is, ba- is not based on correct information." This is straight from Satoru Iwata, so those of us, myself included, that were totally excited about seeing The Legend of Zelda as a Netflix show, you know, in the same vein as Game of Thrones, unfortunately, uh, bad news was delivered courtesy of Mr. Iwata as that rumor, well, that new story has now essentially been debunked, and um, no Legend of Zelda series as of right now, straight from the boss himself. Now, to answer Slick's question, yes, the um, Best Buy Gamers update is still 30 bucks. I did want to bring him on briefly because I did have um, some questions, and he also wanted to give me a brand new uh, bit of information regarding the GTA Online and the PlayStation 4 update. Slick, what's up, dude? What's up, man? What do you got for me? Well,
1: he pretty much covered the PS4 update, which I like to call the Stalker update with all those the um the changes with finding friends on on facebook i'm like like you said if if you if you're gonna add those people you kind of added them already
0: yeah pretty much it's a it's a little creepy i i I do i do i do see where that is but i also feel that we are we are evolving as a culture towards a more quote-unquote social experience and this is, this is no different than anything else. So I understand where they're going and I understand the the necessity for that, but like, like I said, and how you just reinforced, if you, if you don't let your friends know that you got the system already, you know, then they're not really your friends at that point, unless well, it's
1: not like your quote unquote gamer friends. That's anyway. it. Or, or, or,
0: or it's the, or it's those fucking guys who you, whose whose Facebook accounts are way too political or way too left leaning or right leaning or too religious or they so they share too many motivational messages and you got to hide them then you forget about those guys i like to i like to call that Pretty aspect much. of i like to call that aspect of my facebook account the phantom zone i got a couple of people that i had to banish nice. there for that reason just sharing like again i'm not i'm not a person that goes on social media and tells you what you should or shouldn't put on social media i don't care I also don't like to be the person that writes veiled updates like, oh, you people shouldn't write about their relationships on Facebook. It's like, no, I don't give a shit that you walked in and you caught your girl with three guys sucks for you. Move along. You know, like, like, like that's just how that's just how it is. So rather than unfriend them or try and get on a fucking soapbox to tell somebody how you should or shouldn't use social media, I just put you in the phantom zone. And don't get me wrong, I check in on you from time to time to see if, you know, you haven't been killed by any monsters in the phantom zone, but otherwise, that's where you go.
1: Jesus Christ.
0: Dude, I keep it real, man. There's no there's no necessity for me to go on your page or any of our listeners pages who I'm friends with and tell them how they should or shouldn't conduct themselves on social media. Yo, you want to put 19 pictures of your kids? Great. Guess who ain't looking at them? This guy. Because I banished your ass to the Phantom Zone until your kid grows out of the cute phase and grows into the, oh my god, I want to put this kid in a wood chipper phase.
1: That's it. It's depending on how, how patient you are, it could be very soon.
0: Yeah, it depends, man, but that that's how it goes. So, you know, that update is going to be good for, I think, gamers that are younger, that, you know, their friends. They're, hey, I just got a PlayStation and maybe they don't have access to Facebook or maybe their parents got got that Facebook on lockdown. So you can at least add them and shoot the shit with them on PlayStation or Xbox One. I see no issues with that. I do commend PlayStation for just continuing to release updates that actually are giving us features that we need, you know? Like, the suspend and resume is a nice feature. 60 frames per second on remote play, a good feature. Daily motion sharing, eh. You either love it, hate it, or don't even give a shit about
1: it. Suspend and resume is a nice feature. The problem I see with it is that... It's not really going to work very well for a lot of people who play, you know, the the online heavy games because yep. you can't really pause in those
0: games. Absolutely not. But I, I know a couple of people, hell, even myself included, that I'll be like, ah, hey, let me run to the store real quick and, you know, I'll leave the system on if I'm going someplace relatively close. So, you know, it's a little easier to just suspend it and then resume it when you come back and jump right into the action. I mean, again... The feature is going to be like any other feature. You're either going to really get some benefit out of it or you're not.
1: I need to see how this trophy fix works with Facebook because me and myself being a self-proclaimed trophy whore, it's annoying that on my PS3, all I got to do is you know, pull up my trophy list and anything that I've recently acquired will show up on Facebook Right. versus the PS4 where I have to do the same thing. But then I have to go to Facebook, go into the activity log, find the trophy and actually make it show up on my page if I quote unquote wanna brag about it.
0: Well, you know what's funny the the article I posted last week about the end of uh, the end of Raptor, if you remember, we had the community manager of Raptor on on the show, and um Raptor was a cool service man because you know what it was? I didn't have to worry about spamming anybody's page at at, at seven o'clock each day you know, Rich got six trophies or Rich just played this game and it would go out once a day and it was cool. But again, as soon as, as company started integrating social into the consoles, I knew that service was going to fall by the wayside. So again, even, even now with the integration of, of sharing all this stuff on social media there, there's at least a modicum of, Hey, do you want to share it or don't you? It's not, it's not obligatory. I mean, I'd like to share some cool shit if possible, but, but it's not the end of the world, you know? At least for me.
1: Yeah, the, my, my beef with the way the PS4 and, and Facebook uh, are integrated is the fact that when I got my PS4, I went into the setting to do the same thing I did with my PS3. I have it set to post, you know, not I killed five people in Grand Theft Auto Online, but if I get a GTA 5 trophy, it's supposed to post to Facebook automatically. Right. I have to take an extra step on Facebook to actually make that show up.
0: Right, that that extra step actually just sucks the enjoyment out of it because it should be seamless. It should be a one-click solution.
1: Well, it is what it is. I'll see how this new thing works out because I wasn't even aware that the update was coming today. I, I got lucky because, you know how you were saying that the um, people turn on their PlayStation and want to play right away and they got to wait for an update. Yeah,
0: dude, I had turned the nuts. on my
1: PlayStation, but I, I wasn't using it right away. And so when I, I looked, the update was mostly done. So I only had to wait like a minute or two. Nice. But one thing they, they, that you mentioned, and I'm seeing it because I'm looking at the, the, the um, PlayStation blog right now, that thing where you can have updates automatically go if you leave it at rest mode, that's been the case since the system first came out. I don't know what the hell they're talking
0: about. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I figured that was because I've I've seen sometimes when the light is glowing, like an update is coming through. But the fact that they made like this big deal about it, maybe they made it that the update doesn't take a thousand fucking years when you do it. I mean, on the PlayStation 3, forget it. You know, the PlayStation 3, you, you turn it on and it's like, oh, you wanted to log in? No, 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 not today. That's what you get. Yeah, but the PlayStation 3 does
1: it too. I mean, you again, you have to set it that way. Right, but... But the PlayStation 3 does it as well, as long as you... You know, it, it doesn't even have, like, a rest mode. I mean, as long right. as you don't flick that button off in the back, as long as the red light is on and it's connected to the Internet, if an update comes out, it downloads it right away.
0: Right, but you know what's funny? It happens for the system updates, but if you want to watch, like, the WWE Network and there's an update for that app... It's like you can't even say, "Yeah, let me just watch the app now, and I'll update it later." Nope. True. I mean, <laughs> like, I don't know. It, like the update it, um, should be across the board. You get what I'm saying? Like
1: for for games and for games and apps, it yep. downloads the the download. Sorry, it downloads the updates for me automatically.
0: For apps too, huh? I'm gonna have to check that out because that happened to me a couple of days ago. I wanted to watch NXT. I turn on. Because sometimes I'll watch it on the Xbox or I'll watch it on the PS4. Sometimes I'll just be like, hey, let me turn on the PS3. Because what I'll do is I'll go and I'll pop into the PlayStation store and download whatever freebies are there. And it'll be like, oh, the app has an update. Can't do shit. Update it first. So I'm going to check that to see because the system updates I get. And usually I'll I'll, I'll turn it on. And it'll be like, you know, your system's now updating. You know, press the, the PS button to proceed, et cetera, et cetera. You know the deal. But for apps, it's always been, um, unless there's a, a, an independent setting for apps, but I don't think so. But I'll check.
1: I'm checking as well as I'm talking to you because I don't want to say something and have people thinking it's it's one way and it's not. Right. Because, you know, I got all these updates today. There was an update for the PS4. There was an update on both both versions, you know, let's say old and new versions of Grand Theft Auto Five. Right. There was an update today which... I'm not quite sure what that was supposed to have because it's better than it has been, but there's still plenty of glitches. The, the Christmas trees that I've reported, <laughs> they they seem to have gone away, but that part of that is the fact that I um, Rockstar tells you how to clear the game cache, which is a whole other story. It's, a, it's an annoying process. Right. Because you got to make sure you do it at the right time. Gotcha. So with the but,
0: with the um, with the update for GTA Online, what else what else came out of it? Because I saw that you had uh, left that note in there for me.
1: I that's the thing. I was trying to find like a note about it from Rockstar, and I right. can't really find because they're, they're talking about an update from like um, what do you call it? Like two weeks ago, I, I don't see anything for. The one that came out today.
0: Right. Which was, I think the last email I had sent you for that last update. Cause usually they send us an email like, Hey, by the way, tell everybody we
1: got a new update and it's like, okay, great. Thanks. Well, you're right. It does. As far as apps, it does not update automatically, but even though it says it's downloading the, um, the update for, and you mentioned, I'm talking about the WWE app. Right. Um, it actually is letting me use it. Really, dude, I was yeah, locked, out Cena, locked out of that. Locked out of that shit. seen
0: a special on right now. I was locked out of that shit. I don't know why, unless it was just being temperamental. But it was like, nope, can't do it. It
1: feels like a major update.
0: That could be the case because I was when I saw what the hell the last the last shitty pay per view they did that like they're like the the stream and, and the app were just running
1: like shit. Yeah, that's why I usually just use the the PC. I mean, it doesn't hurt that my PC monitor is a 40-inch TV, but Right.
0: But that's the thing. Everybody and you know what's funny? Like a lot of people that that are running the WWE app on, you know, Roku or Apple TV, they're like, "Yo, I plug it in, I'm ready to rock and roll. I got yeah. no slowdown, I got no glitches." And I'm like, "Yeah, I get that, but I don't need another redundant device." I mean, even my, my Google TV box, which I have my Sony Google TV box. I love it, and it's great. But Google's like, yeah, we're not going to support that anymore. And I'm like, oh, well, that's fucking wonderful. And on top of that, <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like it's a, it's a beautiful piece of hardware. It has one of the best keyboards in the game. It has a little remote. The remote is about a little smaller than my phone. And it has the touchpad on the front. And then on the back, it has a full QWERTY keyboard. It's fantastic. You know, I could use Netflix and surf the web, whatever, runs perfect and then they're like, "Oh yeah. Uh Google TV? Yeah, fuck that. We're not doing shit with it ever again." I'm like, "Oh, thanks, guys. It's great." You know, I think now it's um Nexus, the Nexus box and the uh, and the Chromecast, of course. But the only reason I don't like the Chromecast is because I don't think you can use uh you can surf the web through that, like, you can actually, you could fling it from your phone, I know that, but I don't want to fucking do that shit, it's like, I'm watching TV, I'm not using my phone to play with the shit, it's not what I want.
1: It is what it is, man. I think the, um, the latest update is just trying to, it's trying to, um, stop some of the, the, like, money exploits and stuff.
0: Ah, okay. I was gonna, I was gonna say that I'm...
1: The hacks are going a little bit crazy because even now, <clears throat> like I, I said on a, on an earlier show, like the offline—well, sorry—the story mode of Grand Theft Auto Five does feature both male and female nudity. Right. But the online has people covered up. Some guy, like I, I was looking through the notes in um, Rockstar's report today for a different issue, and some guy was trying to report a hacker because the guy walked up to him and, you know, you can tell when it's an NPC and when it's a person because their name will be above them. Right. The guy walks to him butt-ass naked. (laughs) And he tells the guy that that walks up to him naked that he's reported him so the guy starts literally throwing, like, hundreds of thousands of dollars at him, which, again, is another hack. And the kid recorded all this and then, like, what the hell? This is on the PS4, too, and it was like, supposedly that's the better version which actually it is but i don't understand how these hackers keep finding all these loopholes and it's it's like dude that they're getting smarter and smarter with a fucking controller with a controller though i could see if you had a keyboard someplace to where you could find backdoors but they're doing this shit with a controller the
0: hacks are Even getting if you more and more.
1: Because you you know you can you can connect the keyboard to the the console, but right. where are you entering this information?
0: The hacks are getting more and more sophisticated, <laughs> man. Kids are getting smarter. But it's like they 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 fuck up the experience for people who just want to play the game. Oh yeah, of course, dude. But that's how it goes, you know. It's a couple of bad apples spoil the experience for everybody else. It's no different than World of Warcraft, League of Legends. You know, it's it's it's. The more the more we start seeing games like this, you know, with with really really strong online characteristics, we're gonna see a lot more of that. You know, you're, don't get me wrong, nobody's doing it on DC Universe Online because nobody gives a fuck about that game except like me and like ten people. But still, <laughs> you get the idea.
1: It's funny because Dark Helmet says fix the heist, and the thing is, I it, it goes back to what you had mentioned, and I had a lengthy discussion with somebody on this. Right, Rockstar made their money on the PS3 and 360 versions, going on two years ago now. Yep, it's people, and I, I hate to say this in a critical way, but it's just the truth. People should be happy that they're even still supporting that version when they have newer versions, because the um <clears throat> they're not they're not charging for any of this shit, and it's not profitable for them to to bother even updating these earlier versions when right. They could, you know, do nothing and like you said, force you to get the PS four and Xbox One and whenever the hell it actually comes out, the PC version. Because having played both versions, it's not perfect, but the PS four version of the heist update is a million times more functional
0: than the ps3 version yeah i i I can see that i mean here's here's where i stand with it when you look at you know console versions pc versions um you know the original the uh, the original and now the quote-unquote next gen at the end of the day you have to look at this and it's just the law of progression they did everybody a service by remastering this is again the new trend remastering the games and dumping them on new systems We've seen it already announced with God of War. You know, we've seen it do, done with Tomb Raider. We've seen it done with a, with a couple of other games. The remastering trend is the new trend. And with that, they figure, hey, all that shit that you paid money on the first time, we're going to include that the second time. You're still going to pay full price, and you're going to like it. You know? Yes. Yeah. Like, that's that's how it goes. Like Like, God of War 3, everybody's like, oh, you know, Uh, blah blah blah. Sony this and it's like listen what did you think you were getting God of War 4 first they're gonna remaster 3 so they could blow everyone's minds with it and then they'll be like oh yeah God of War 4 next year or they'll put a preview for God of War 4 on God of War 3 remastered so that fuckers still gotta buy it
1: I'm surprised they didn't do Actually, I I just realized what I'm about to say. <laughs> I'm about to say I'm surprised they didn't do the whole collection, but they're gonna release God of War three on PS4 first, and then they'll release the whole collection. They probably will. It depends on how much how much
0: money and energy is gonna be invested in remastering like the PS2 level shit.
1: I hear what you're saying. I mean, I don't see it as being that much of a problem other than updating the graphics, but it right. wouldn't the first time they brought a PS2 game to the PS4 or something like that. Right. They do it all the time. No, I... I try to call it a new game.
0: Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I I, I feel that the, a remastering of 3 with a teaser for 4 is going to still make them a nice chunk of change, dude, because even people that didn't jump into the series, they're going to be like, oh, my God, the graphics... Because, dude, the graphics on 3 were out of this world on three now you're taking three and you're like oh yeah you know that system that we kind of maxed out with three well we got a brand new system that we haven't even scratched the surface of so here you go
1: yeah and um it's just what was i gonna say sorry i was i was jumping into a totally different subject for a second but um yeah it's 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 a double dip, but the bottom line is you can't complain about it if you're going to buy it. Well,
0: here's the other thing. You can't complain about it if you never played the shit. You know what I mean? What if you missed out on God of War? Now you're getting a whole new camp of gamers to try the shit out.
1: You see what I mean? Yeah, because I mean there are people that are just coming into being gamers because, you know, they were children when the, the PS3 was out or the PS2 was out. Bingo. Plus... You never know. There might be people that even know they were of age, the, the PS4 might be their first console. You never know. Yep. I know a couple of people that That's they're... Why they, no, I was going to say... Like you s- said, they're testing the waters. They need to see how
0: it sells. Yep. And and a couple of people I know may haven't bought a console since, like, you know, the first PlayStation 2. Because they knew that, you know, their, their PlayStation 2, they weren't playing it as much. And they jumped into... You know, they skipped the two generations... And jumped right into it. I mean, I know I know a handful of people that are like, yo, man, the PS4 is like my first system, you know, in a, in a long time. Just because, you know, most of them are our age. You know, just just older individuals that it's like, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. And those are the same ones that will call me like, dude, what do I get? <laughs> that'll be, it's like, yeah, yo, I'm buying my first be system. It's becoming
1: more mainstream now.
0: Exactly. It's like, dude, what is the fir- what game am I getting? Plus... Like I said, a lot of people are also buying it for that for the ancillary features too. Like a lot of guys I know, it's like, eh, I was gonna buy a Blu-ray player, but I figured the system plays Blu-rays anyway. Plus, I can watch all my shit, you know. So that they're justifying that, you know.
1: Yes. So. And then they get into gaming.
0: Yep. Like, don't get me wrong. I've been wa- I've been watching Powers on on you know on PlayStation Four and. Again, original programming, dude, straight from the source is just crazy. And that's that's one of those things, and you know, they they're launching the PlayStation TV service, which I believe might be live. And um, you know, this is gonna be the trend going forward. It's not just gonna be popping a disc and play, and you and I have talked about this. We're going we're going beyond that. We're going into pop a disc in and play while split screen you're watching the Sunday football game. Maybe you can say, you know, Xbox order a pizza via the Domino's app. Again, it's it, it's it's going to be the centerpiece of of home entertainment. It's just a matter of which camp do you want to go with. True. That's all I'm saying.
1: Anything else you wanted to add, my friend? The um, yeah, I wanted to mention something regarding the um the latest Batman Arkham Knight news. Yeah, it got delayed again. <laughs> it's. Yeah, and that's the thing. I'm starting to wonder with a lot of these these um companies that people like myself, you know, really uh, really love these companies and stuff because they put out good products. But right. it seems like they're getting a little bit. I, I, this is just a theory that they're getting a little bit shady lately, just to get your money. How so? My thing is, Batman was originally supposed to come out holiday time last year. Correct. Now it's coming out midway into 2015. Right. I don't really believe that there's, there's any way that you, you realistically thought that Batman was coming out. And I'm talking about Rocksteady right now, not, not us. Right. That you realistically thought that you were putting out Arkham Knight in November, and then it suddenly got bumped up by seven months. Right. And it's, it's March now. Along with the delay of uh, the delay notice, they put out the new the new demo right and you you watched it right yes, sir looks fucking amazing and this is all gameplay this isn't like um cutscenes or anything nope
0: hundred percent gameplay
1: is that game does that game
0: look like it needs polish to you right now I'm sure that there's probably certain mechanics that they probably aren't showing us that are probably fucked up that's probably what it is, and
1: I have a feeling no, that it's- that's Absolutely possible. And I also but does that game look like something that it is is um, on somebody's desk being worked on right now, or does it look like something that could potentially come out tomorrow to you? It definitely
0: looks pretty much complete, but I, I had a feeling that the 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 integration of the Batmobile and the change of the mechanics to utilize that in game are definitely go. We're definitely going to play a factor. And the reason I say that is because you're driving, you're mid drive, and you're hopping out mid drive to jump right into combat, and it's supposed to be a seamless transition. So, you know, you're introduced
1: stuff like that. Not the Batmobile because it wasn't there. But right. There were there was gliding mechanics like that in Arkham City. Of course, where you would just you know come right out, and you if you did it right, you could literally glide across the whole map. Right. So that part is nothing new to the game. Right. What I'm getting at is because they've already gotten it. I, I think that the announcement that it was supposed going to come out in November was a lie. I'm i not... think they did it to get your money. I wouldn't doubt that. I think so they could say, just like with with Grand Theft Auto and games like Dying Light, we've sold, you know, we we've sold over such and such million in pre-orders already. Right. I think it's all about, you know, getting that pre-order
0: money. Absolutely. I mean, I don't I don't dispute that theory in the least, but like anything else, I always look at the picture, the bigger picture, and it's that they're jumping in, you know, they're jumping into the fray and originally, you know, in June. That was the original theory. Hey, we're going to jump in in June. It's going to be crazy. We're going to go insane, and um, before you know it, Everybody's gonna everybody's gonna wild out and everybody's gonna get this game just in time for the summer. And then you look at it and you realize, eh, do do we have a better opportunity of putting the game out in the fall and really maximizing the amount of volume? And that's that's a question in and of itself, you know? If they're maximizing the volume, then they're gonna maximize it the way it's meant to be during the time when the when the when the pitch, when the fever pitch is at its highest, and I got to say that, that's always the fall,
1: you know? But, I mean, three weeks, that's an acceptable delay. Right, of course. That, that tells me that you needed to polish the game. Right. Seven months, that tells me that the game was nowhere near done. Hell no.
0: Well, here's the other thing, too. Weren't the, don't the Batman games usually all come out in the fall? Am I wrong in that
1: assessment? I know the last one came out shortly, like a, a week or two after a Comic Con, I think in two thousand and eleven. I think right, or it could be two, could be earlier. But um, I mean that that that's not even a big deal because what'll happen this year is, depending upon who they're in bed with, which right. I think that seems to be Sony right now. Right. They'll release the game in June if they don't delay it again, and then come around Christmas time. It'll be a bundle where it comes with a console.
0: Right. It'll definitely be a bundle which with a console.
1: Will bump up numbers on both ends.
0: Of course. And now that Sony's trying to get back into the whole faceplate thing with some of these games, I wouldn't be shocked if they leverage that like, hey, get this, you know, Playstation Four Batman exclusive console, you know, for the holidays. <laughs> but
1: like like I said, I'm just thinking that Announcing at E three last year that Ark of was coming out in November was a blatant lie to get money. Of course, I believe that there was no no intention whatsoever to release the game in November, which is kind of fucked up.
0: No, I I I don't I don't disagree. Like I said, but you know we're also talking about an industry where you know you you gotta you have to get. You have to take advantage while the fire is hot. And you also got to remember that once we kind of get past the whole Marvel movie hoopla, the all eyes are going to be on Batman and Superman for 2016. So leveraging that game and using that as kind of like a way to get Batman back in, in, in the eyes of the public as build up for the upcoming film is also smart business. You know,
1: it's only that. Well, they really won't be able to use it very well to get it into the eyes of, of um to get um man of field, dawn of justice, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> into the eyes of the public because remember, Ark of Night is rated M. Which mm-hmm. means you can't advertise it until like after ten o'clock. Right. So But, but let's be real, dude. Unless they put it on every network <laughs> you know, during that ten to eleven block, which right. is would be smart because right. That means people are watching, right? I mean, it'll definitely well, by that time. Walking Dead will be done, but I was gonna say if you put it on AMC, that will definitely help. Yep, if you put it on Raw, that'll definitely help. Absolutely, but you really only have an hour during each day that you can advertise it because it's rated M. Or they'll buy sponsorship. I think
0: they'll buy sponsorship yeah, yeah. in the they'll buy sponsorship in the Octagon. Like they've done before, like I remember one of the Batman games was promoted and it's like, you know, UFC X is brought to you by, you know, Batman Arkham. It's happened. So, again, it's all about the the adequate product placement.
1: Oh, no, absolutely. I'm just saying that, you know, because they definitely want to get this in the hands of children and I don't care what you say. If they they haven't done anything to try to get that M rating rescinded. Nope. <laughs> they're going forward with the M rating. Absolutely. They still want five-year-olds to play the game. Of course
0: they do. But that's but that, but that they're just going to leverage the stupidity of the public for that.
1: You know I that. Mean, I'm just glad that, and I'm probably shooting myself in the foot because it'll come out with them, that this is a game that I don't have to deal with five-year-olds on because there's no online in it. This is true. This is very
0: very sometimes
1: true. Sometimes I, sometimes I want to play a game by myself. <laughs>
0: Join the club, my friend. Join the again, club.
1: We we thought that there was no way that Tomb Raider would have online, didn't we?
0: Yeah, and we saw how that went, yeah, oh. and
1: it was terrible. So hopefully, even though it's an Xbox exclusive, hopefully the new game doesn't have any.
0: Yeah, well, we'll see what they do. It should be very very interesting. I will say this to uh to kind of bring it full circle. At the end of the day, I know that you know. Um, Arkham is gonna be a fucking day one purchase for me, whether it's June, November, December, January, February of next year. I, I, you know, it's it's gar- they they got my money, like I didn't pre-order it because I'm not, you know, it's like I don't need a Batmobile statue and I don't need you know X, Y, and Z, but that sixty bucks is guaranteed.
1: Oh, well, absolutely. I mean, I haven't pre-ordered it yet either, and that's partially because I would have gotten one of the the um greater versions but they're gone (laughs) yep so no fuck it i mean i would have given them more money but you know they decided not to make as many so i didn't get it there you go and but i'll still have that game day one that that is damn sure unless you know something happened where i like an idiot i i decided to get it shipped and (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't ship properly. Well, that's that's a different but story. I doubt that would be as much of a problem. I doubt that would be a problem in June like it was in January when I got stuck waiting for dying light because of a damn
0: snowstorm. This is true. Well, you got to look at it like this. Like I said, you know, grab that uh, Best Buy Gamers Club and knock 20 bu- 20% off.
1: Oh, no. As soon as you said it was $30, I, I, I told up my account and I was looking at it. I was reading it while I was talking to you.
0: Yep. Dude, for two years, man, that's 15 yeah. bucks a year.
1: Yeah, I always encourage everyone to get games as cheaply as they possibly can. Because Absolutely. I don't care what these companies say about they put all this time and money into games. I mean, I come from a time where games cost 50 bucks. This is true. And people buying DLC and special editions is what allowed them to put it up to 60. That's right. It was a damn experiment. There you go. The only thing I will say positive about the whole delay with with Batman and games like it is that, like you said, not even that you know you're going to get it day one, you know that when it comes out that that game is going to be the best possible thing that it possibly could be. because. Yep, for absolutely. One, Rocksteady with, you know, two Batman games under their belt, is a company to not fuck with the public. They they put out a quality product, a finished quality product. That's right. So you're not going to be waiting for a bunch of patches for Arkham Knight because something's not working right, uh, Far Cry 4. Um, <laughs> but another game that, you know, pushes that, that subject forward is Drive Club, which when it initially came out with it being such, you know, an online heavy game, it was damn near unplayable because the servers weren't working. There were problems with the game itself. Right. But, you know, now I'm hearing a lot of positive things from people playing it that it's working well, and now that I own it, I haven't really gotten to get into it too tough because I only got it a couple of days ago, but it's, you know, it's definitely a beautiful game. It has solid driving mechanics, and it's something to get used to because <clears throat> Obviously, if you're doing 150 miles an hour and you hit a curve, you need to slow the fuck down. <laughs> this is true. But um, what is very strange to me is that most retailers are still charging full price for it. The exception being GameStop, my least favorite place of any gaming retailer. But if you have been on the fence about Drive Club, you can get it at GameStop for 29.99. Me again, like I said, me not being a fan of GameStop, I just had Best Buy Price Magic, and I'm still got it for twenty nine ninety nine. So well, there you go. If you're looking for it, pick it up now before they decide to, you know, cancel that sale. Because it's twenty nine ninety nine if you get it brand new. It might be cheaper if you get it from um, used.
0: There you have it. Nice recommendation. Definitely, if you guys are in line to pick it up head to your local GameStop or have somebody price match them and pick it up for twenty nine ninety nine. Anything else you wanted to add, my friend?
1: I'm good for now, man.
0: All right, buddy. I appreciate the call as always. All right, man. Talk to you later. Peace. That was our very own Slick. You can follow him on Twitter at RW underscore Slick. Well, with that, we are going to close this door on this week's gaming segment, and we're going to jump into the week's entertainment news. So let's get that ball rolling. So the Internet was in a tizzy earlier this week since Jim Parsons, who many of you may know as Sheldon from the Big Bang Theory, expressed interest in playing the Riddler in a Batman film. Of course, this led to countless discussions, countless debates and a ton of clickbait articles addressing whether Jim Parsons would make a good Riddler or not. Of course, the last time we saw the Riddler on the big screen, he was being played in an over the top fashion by Jim Carrey. Now, Jim Parsons, I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Big Bang Theory, but the couple of episodes I've seen, um, he definitely looks like he would fit that role. I mean, everybody always says that the Riddler would would be better served by an actor like Neil Patrick Harris, but Jim Parsons definitely has great acting range. I've seen him in a couple of different HBO movies and, um, and stuff outside of the Big Bang Theory. And again, he definitely has the look and the charisma to pull off the Riddler, but We are stepping into a more, I don't even want to say a darker Batman time, but I think that with this brand new unified DC universe, they're going to try and reestablish most of the heavy hitters in Batman's Rogues, rogues gallery, of course, with the Joker being front and center, which if you guys have been reading and following the development of Suicide Squad, you know that that is where we're going. But again, I don't see an issue with a guy like Jim Parsons playing the Riddler. I mean, the Riddler is a character who's, been changed and retconned countless times by DC. So I'm sure we may see him on the big screen later on down the road. But as of right now, all signs are pointing to the big bad guys, you know, Lex Luthor for Superman, the Joker for Batman, and and villains in that scale and in that vein. I have always felt that the Riddler, while he has been a, you know, a staple in Batman's Rogues Gallery, he's a guy that you can Pretty much interchange with any of batman's other rogues just because it's not it's not the same type of villainy like somebody as the joker but again uh very cool to see uh mainstream actors expressing interest in you know portraying iconic comic characters but again jim parsons is not playing the riddler anytime soon unless obviously something changes but it was definitely an interesting bit of news this past week Our New York Daily News here in New York City reported that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 has already started filming. It's going to be filming here in New York City and in Buffalo. Uh, The film, the sequel, is expected to bring the city $70 million with $63 million of that that $70 that will be spent in New York City. Of course, it's going to create jobs and boost New York's economy. Whether you love or hate the film, uh, the New York economy getting a boost and getting jobs is always nice. Well, in any event... If you do give a shit, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 hits theaters June 3rd, 2016. On the box office side of things, it should come as no shock that Insurgent was number one at the box office, earning $54 million and knocking off Cinderella, which fell to number two, earning $34.5 million, but bringing its grand total to $122 million, off to a very, very solid start. Uh, Run All Night was number three. The Gunman, which we reviewed, you can check that out on Rageworks, came in at number five, earning five million dollars. The Kingsman still holding on in the um, excuse me. The the Gunman came in at number four, uh, earning five million dollars. And the Kingsman holding on still in the number five slot, four point six million dollars, bringing its total to one hundred and fourteen point six million dollars. Do You Believe was number six, the second best exotic marigold hotel. Was number seven. Focus was number eight, almost uh, earning uh $50 million, capping out at 49.4 with this past weekend's box office numbers. Chappie was in at number nine, and the SpongeBob SquarePants movie Sponge Out of Water came in at number 10, bringing its grand total thus far to $158.8 million. So there you have it. Of course, this weekend we got Get Hard with Will Ferrell and Kevin Hart hitting theaters. And um, I believe Home is also hitting theaters with Jim Parsons providing the voice work for that. I'm sure Kevin Hart and Will Farrow will definitely do well at the box office. Not sure if they're going to dethrone Divergent, but we'll see what happens. Of course, uh, Furious 7 hits theaters April 2nd. We'll be reviewing that, and you'll be able to catch that on Rageworks.net when the film hits theaters next week. In some Marvel movie news, Jennifer Lawrence said in an interview on an MTV interview that... X-Men Apocalypse will be her last Marvel film and her last role as Mystique. Of course, she has been playing Mystique since X-Men First Class. She reprised her role in X-Men Days of Future Past. Of course, the final film of the First Class Trilogy, which is X-Men Apocalypse Hits Theaters, May 27th, 2016. In some other Marvel news, we all know that Josh Whedon is going to bring us an amazing, amazing film with Avengers 2. But we are looking ahead to... To the next film which is going to be avengers infinity war and with that film joss whedon is actually taking a back seat and the russo brothers will be involved in this film uh, joe and anthony russo who of course did an amazing job with captain america and the winter soldier will be handling directing duties for the next set of avengers films of course the russo brothers will also had a deal in place with Sony um, to work on the Channing Tatum led Ghostbusters film. So it's going to be very interesting to see how the dynamic brothers that are in such high demand will balance their workload. But if they can bring the same amount of storytelling and quality to the Avengers universe that they did to Captain America, I am all for it again. um, Captain America, the, the next film started filming already and they're working on that. And of course, they're going to be doing the Avengers two-part Infinity War as well. I know a couple of people are going to be happy about this next bit of news, and that is that the X-Files is indeed returning. A couple of weeks ago, I said that there were rumors that the X-Files were going to be returning to TV. Well, Superhero Hype reports that that is official. Fox has officially ordered a six-episode limited series that will serve to tie up all the loose ends from the original series Chris Carter will be returning along with David Duchovny and Gillian Anderson of course uh, David Duchovny will be uh, reprising his role as Fox Mulder and Gillian Anderson will be returning as Dana Scully so if you are an X-Files fan be on the lookout for that it is a six episode limited series I don't have a release date for it yet but once I get it you know I am going to share it with you guys. Now, the next bit of Marvel news, and this I've mentioned before at the start of the show, was the rumor that we were going to be seeing other characters in Marvel's Avengers Age of Ultron. One character whose name has been tossed around these last couple of days and it's been fueled by a, a news piece from Latino Review is that of Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. There's a very, very strong rumor floating around that Captain Marvel has not only been cast, but that you will be seeing her in Avengers Age of Ultron. Take this with a grain of salt, but given that you know we are looking to establish a little bit more of Marvel's uh, space universe with Guardians of the Galaxy, seeing Captain Marvel appear in the Avengers is definitely something that would not be too much of a stretch. Now, I will say this, I doubt we're going to see her in her Captain Marvel identity, but... I'm sure that Carol Danvers appearing on screen would be a nice tip of the hat to let people know that we do have an actress to portray Captain Marvel on the big screen. Of course, we don't have to wait too long to find out if that rumor is true or not, because of course, Avengers Age of Ultron hits theaters on May 1st. When I read this next this next news item, when I read it on Variety, I said to myself, that would be really, really cool. And, um... As I watched it pick up up steam over the last couple of days, I figured I'd want to discuss it. And that is a brand new uh, casting rumor for Star Trek 3. Star Trek 3 is being directed by Justin Lin, and the script is being written by Simon Pegg. Of course, all the cast from previous Star Trek films will be returning. And right now, all signs are pointing to Idris Elba joining the cast as the villain in the third Star Trek film. Of course Idris Elba as of late has been in in high demand and having him square off against Chris Pine and the rest of the crew on the Enterprise is definitely something I would not mind seeing. After Benedict Cumberbatch's turn as Khan in the last Star Trek film, I'm curious to see what Idris Elba brings to the screen and if he can bring the same level of villainy that Benedict Cumberbatch did portraying Khan. As of right now, it looks like all signs point to the Klingons being the villains in the third film. And if that's the case, then Idris Elba, of course, will probably be some lead Klingon in, you know, in, in a villainous capacity. But again, it's, it's kind of rumor and speculation right now, but it's picked up a lot of steam over the last few days. So hopefully we get it confirmed. And once we do, I'll definitely share that with you guys because I've really enjoyed the, uh, the brand new star Trek films and Idris Elba is definitely an actor that is incredibly talented and really, really brings 110% to every role. So, to see him mix it up with the new crew of the Enterprise is something I definitely want to check out. The other bit of Marvel news, and this is in regards to X Men: Age of Apocalypse, is that we will finally see Jubilee on the big screen. Actress Laura Condor will be portraying Jubilee in X Men: Apocalypse. Uh, she is a brand new, uh, she is a newcomer to the Hollywood scene, uh, joining the cast of, um, you know, the. Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Rose Byrne, uh, Sophie Turner, Evan Peters, Oscar Isaac, who's going to be playing Apocalypse. A really, really great cast. X-Men Apocalypse is shaping up to be a must-see. There's also rumors that we may see Channing Tatum as Gambit in the film as well. Plus, of course, Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. So there's definitely a lot of stuff um, with regards to X-Men Age of Apocalypse picking up steam and... I really, I saw the actress and I said, yeah, she could pull it off. Um, Of course, many of us comic fans are expecting to see uh, laser light shows, uh, fireworks shows, I should say, and a yellow trench coat. But I think these films, given their more grounded uh, in reality type of feel, I'm sure we're not going to get that crazy. But it's cool to see that Jubilee will be joining the rest of the X-Men on the big screen. I was curious to see what you guys would think about this next news story as it looks like Sony Pictures has acquired the film rights to Robotech and they want to bring Robotech to the big screen as their next big franchise. I remember watching Robotech when I was a kid. They used to give it on Channel 9 and I'd sit through it and I kind of felt that it, it was a, a more grown-up version of Voltron and that was me as a kid. Uh, Robotech, of course, has a huge fan following And to see it be brought to the silver screen with such amazing effects as we've seen in other films, you know, Transformers, Pacific Rim, etc. I think that it would definitely do the do the series justice. But again, it's all going to boil down to acting and storylines, of course. But seeing Robotech possibly coming to the big screen in our near future definitely warms the heart of this 80s kid. So if you are a fan of Robotech, hopefully we'll have news sooner rather than later. And with that, we are approaching the end of our entertainment segment. I did want to touch a little bit on the the brand new model of, you know, digital distribution. Like I said earlier in my conversation with Slick, uh, we have the PlayStation View. Uh, HBO now is launching their standalone service. And, of course, Amazon has their Prime, Hulu, and, of course, Netflix. And I was curious because there's many people that have been talking about cutting the cord And I wanted to pose this question to you guys to close it out. Either you can answer it in the chat or you can reach out via social media and let me know what you think. But I wanted to know if you guys with the wealth of services that are available have entertained cutting the cord. And if you haven't or you're not, what is stopping you from doing so? And if you are, how has the experience been thus far? Feel free to answer in the chat. Drop me a line via social media. And of course, you can feel free to, you can email me that at mtrhost at mytakeradio.com. I definitely want to hear from you guys. I want to hear what you think, and I want to discuss that on air next week because I think that with all these a la carte options popping up and all these companies dipping their toes into the proverbial digital distribution pool, it's going to make keeping a cable subscription very, very interesting. And the reason I say that is because people are going to scale back all their cable channels For the sake of keeping basic and the internet, and you know, try and consume everything else via digital distribution. But I feel, and Slick has said this in conversation as well, that you know, cable companies are still kind of keeping a grasp on things because the ability for a la carte cable offerings is just not there currently. But like I said, I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say. Uh, Dark Helmet said, I've cut the cord in the sense of no cable TV for years, and I don't miss it at all. Very cool, Dark Helmet. Um, uh, Just before I wrap it up, please uh, let me know how you're consuming your content then. Are you you know, doing on demand? Are you doing... um... Oh, okay. Uh, Dark Helmet is going to call in next week and share his thoughts on that. That's very cool of him. Uh, Definitely look forward to chopping it up with him next week to discuss that because I want to know what you guys are doing, what you guys think. And like I said, feel free to reach out via social media, at MyTakeRadio, at Rage underscore Works on Twitter, or via our Facebook fan page as well. All right, so with that, we are going to wrap up this week's show. So let's get out of here, shall we? You've just heard MyTakeRadio episode 284, which broadcasted live Thursday, March 26, 2015. As always, My Take Radio is presented by RageWorks, the operating gear in the pop culture machine. To find out more and to check out past episodes of My Take Radio, head over to RageWorks.net. Also look for us on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. If you want to look for video archives, you can find them on both YouTube channels, My Take Radio TV, as well as official RageWorks. If you want the best MTR experience, pick up the official My Take Radio app, currently available for $1.99 for iOS, Android, and Windows subscribers. Now, for Windows owners and, and, you know, Windows subscribers, you'll be able to pick that up for $1.99 for both Windows 8 and for your Windows mobile device. For Amazon, uh, for Android, excuse me, you're going to go to the Amazon Android Marketplace. If you have Prime, definitely you're, you're an Amazon user on the regular. It's $1.99 there. And of course, for iOS, you're gonna head over to the Apple store. You get ninety-six K stereo episodes of the show, digital wallpapers, you get access to exclusive audio content before it's released to the general public, and so much more. Again, that is the official My Take Radio app available for iOS, Android, and Windows. Last but not least, if you want to be a guest on a future episode of My Take Radio, have any questions, concerns, suggestions, drop me a line, MTR host at My Take Radio. Dot com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the Rageworks and MTR team, thank you guys for tuning in. My Take Radio returns next week at 11 p.m. Eastern, next Wednesday, 8 p.m. Pacific, for our MMA and wrestling segment. And, of course, Gaming and Entertainment Thursdays at 11 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Pacific. Be on the lookout for a brand new episode of Black is the New Black from Ben and Taylor hitting your RSS and app uh, downloads within the next couple of hours. With that said, I am Rich, and I am out of here. Peace.